This Week in Tech. Now's your chance to get caught up on all that's happening in the technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now, here's Gene Destro. This week, the new presidential alert hits cell phones nationwide, pay raises at Amazon, a huge Google data breach, another Facebook hoax, cutting-edge medical technology, and scientists actually talking about directing asteroids toward the Earth instead of away from it. All that and more coming up. FEMA tested a new nationwide wireless alert system last week. CBS's Anna Werner tells us why. When those messages appear on mobile devices, people should take those extremely seriously. It has some direct impact on either life or safety. So says FEMA's Antoine Johnson, who directs the agency's public alert warning system. If we have something that's of national significance, we could rapidly notify the American public of that event. This new presidential alert will be nationwide and only used for advance warning of national crises. It should be reserved for true situations, true emergencies when we need to get the public's attention. Google had a big data breach a while back, but they didn't tell anybody about it. And now it turns out that the supposedly private data of at least a half a million Google Plus social network users may have been exposed to hundreds of external developers. Now Google is shutting it down. CBS News technology analyst Larry Maggot has more. Google claims that they weren't able to verify which users were affected and says that there's no evidence that personal data was disclosed. Nevertheless, they think that most privacy advocates would argue that the company should have gone public with the fact that there was a potential data breach. Meanwhile, if you thought your Facebook account was hacked this week, you can probably breathe a little bit easier. Deborah Rodriguez tells us why. How many notices have you gotten on Facebook from friends saying your profile or theirs have been hacked? A new message warns users the cloning claims are a hoax. Viral messages say the senders received a duplicate friend request and asked you to forward the note to more friends. FB recommends ignoring the message and not spreading it further. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Good news for Amazon employees as the company has announced it's raising its minimum wage to $15 an hour for more than 350,000 workers here in the U.S. starting this month. And Amazon Senior Vice President for Worldwide Operations, Dave Clark, says he thinks other companies should do the same. When we stepped back and looked at this issue, we listened to our critics. We really thought long and hard about what we wanted to do. And we decided this is a place we could lead. Uh, We think taking that action sets a a strong uh, position for others to be able to follow. And speaking of work, while a lot of people consider it a point of pride that they're always available for work even after hours, a new study shows that's not really good for your health. Dr. Joseph Rock is a psychologist with the Cleveland Clinic. The expectation that you'd be available via email or text or phone or whatever creates stress and strain on people even if Nobody ever contacts them. Just the idea that they have to be in that situation, it it keeps a level of vigilance and a level of tension going on with them. So he has this advice. My phone's going to stay in the office when we're eating dinner. You know, it's after 7 o'clock, I'm turning it down, and even if I go check it later for a few minutes, there's going to be a period of time where I'm not available to it, so I can actually be where I am with you guys instead of being with you but distracted with something else. (music) 
Also from the world of medicine, a follow-up on a story we did a few months ago. Since we last talked to Dr. Matt Becker from the University of Akron, he says his company, 21 MedTech, the University of Akron, and Merck Pharmaceuticals have now formed a partnership to develop some cutting-edge medical technology designed to both reduce pain after surgery and keep patients from becoming addicted to opioid drugs. Here's how. We're using one of our polymer platforms in combination with drugs that are already approved and on the market and also proprietary Merck compounds and we're developing surgical meshes that are implanted after a, a surgery so that they control pain locally and you're not prescribed opioids. So it's a way for preventative opioid distribution. Let's imagine that you're somebody who just got an operation. Right. How would this work? Let's say you had a baby and you had a C-section. Before they stitched you up, they would slap this mesh in there and over the next three to seven days, the mesh, the degradable mesh, would elude a drug that would control pain locally in that area, and then it would ultimately dissolve and be resorbed in the body. And then during that time, you would not have to take opioid-based drugs to control that pain. Is there anything you can say about the other ones you were mentioning with regard to 3D printing, perhaps? So there's about 100 different 3D printed products currently used in humans. None of them are degradable. What would be an advantage of having something that was one, 3D printed, and two, that was biodegradable. In 3D printing, you're really only targeting applications where you can't do it by traditional manufacturing. You know, you're attacking a geometry or some specific function that can't work for injection molding or extrusion uh, because it's typically a little slower, a little more uh, expensive. Now, the reason you'd want it resorbable, imagine if you, someone put your leg back together with plates and screws. Very often, over time, those have to be removed. If they're degradable, they would degrade and not, you wouldn't have to have a second surgery. And there's also something new under development for treating arthritis. Joint effort. I'm Bob Carson with the Discovery Files from the National Science Foundation. Rheumatoid arthritis an autoimmune disease that causes painful inflammation of the joints and may lead to damage of cartilage and bone tissue. Conventional treatments help manage the symptoms, but a new approach might be more effective at treating the disease. Engineers at the University of California, San Diego have successfully treated it in one mouse model and even stopped it from developing in another using sponges. Nanosponges. As the disease begins to develop, cells in the joints produce inflammatory proteins. A type of white blood cell called a neutrophil is one of the first responders. Ironically, these good guy cells unwittingly help the disease progress by releasing more inflammatory proteins that trigger yet more neutrophils to enter the joints, which release more inflammatory proteins. You see where I'm going with this? Injecting nanosponges nips the inflammatory cascade in the bud. Acting as neutrophil decoys, the sponges soak up the proteins, stopping the cycle, reducing inflammation and joint damage. The team hopes to one day see their work in human clinical trials. Air travel just got a whole lot more exciting in a good way. Virtual reality takes to the air. I'm Brian Cooley from CNET in search of the next big thing. Alaska Airlines has just announced it will start offering complimentary VR headsets to its premium cabin passengers in flight, allowing them to settle into their own private movie theater in the air. 
2D or 3D, and free of visual distractions around them. The headsets can also be used to take a 360 immersive preview of where they're headed. Pointedly, Alaska says this does not mean they're making a decision to always offer VR. Just try it out. I would also like to see them create VR experiences of the landing, immigration, baggage, and car process at each airport so passengers can do a dry run through an unfamiliar location before they actually land there. Safety features will include the ability for the cabin PA system to interrupt the immersive experience of the headset and for a clean, sealed set of face pads for each passenger, not unlike the way headphones are supposedly cleaned and bagged each flight. Know what's next at CNAP. And from air travel to something a little more out of this world, Jim Shenevy has the story. Astronomers have spent many years developing new technologies to identify potential threats to the Earth from space. Telescopes scan the heavens looking for asteroids that might be on a trajectory that could impact our planet. So hearing that some scientists are looking for ways to steer space rocks toward Earth is more than a little unusual. The idea is to redirect passing asteroids into stable trajectories around Earth and then mine these asteroids for precious metals, something of a celestial gold rush. It's not as far-fetched as it sounds, say experts. Smaller asteroids could be repositioned using small rockets and mined using automated spacecraft for metals, minerals, even water. And they say such asteroids could be rich in precious metals like platinum and gold, enough to make every person on Earth a billionaire. Several companies are involved in the research along with universities and government agencies. And that's for your information. I'm Jim Shenevy, CBS News. Finally, if you're listening to us on a radio in a General Motors vehicle, you might be surprised to learn GM may be paying close attention. CBS's Vicki Barker tells us why. GM spent three months tracking the radio habits of 90,000 drivers in L.A. and Chicago. President Trump okays an expansion... To see if there's a relationship between what we listen to and what we pick up at our local shops and restaurants. You ain't nothing but a Does Elvis belting out hound dogs steer us subliminally to a pet store? Well, we all know big data is a lot more subtle than that. What we don't yet know is what GM found. It's still analyzing the results. Vicki Barker, CBS News. And that's it for now. See you next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news and find more online at WAKR.net.